Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this NBA draft episode of the Four String Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brady, with my co-host, Mitch Ann Skyler. Gentlemen, the season just ended, and we've just had the draft. That's, I do like that about the NBA, the fact that they do it right after the season ends. But now it means that, what, regular season isn't back until September? It's going to be a hot minute. The free agency is next week, and there's – shaping up to be crazy man i also like i also like that the nba does draft before free agency yes I yeah i agree too i absolutely absolutely um because if, you, if when you do it that way it makes your free agency so much more clear as to like what you're trying to do um, i feel should look into that yeah i agree um but that is uh that's what we're talking about today so we're just gonna uh briefly talk about the top five picks of the draft and then do an overall winners and losers email us your guys' thoughts on this at fourstringspgmail.com the draft started out with paolo banchero out of duke going to uh the orlando magic uh which means that he's going to end up being a laker at some point the last two times that the magic ended up having the number one overall pick and they uh that guy always ends up being traded to the lakers so congratulations los angeles you're going to eventually get paolo benchero um the thunder followed it up taking chet holmgren the uh seven foot power forward out of gonzaga uh the rockets took jabari smith jr out of auburn uh the kings surprisingly kept the number four pick it took keegan murray out of iowa um, and the uh, Detroit Pistons got the guy they always wanted, Jordan Ivey, the point guard out of Purdue. So taking a look at those five picks, uh, as it breaks down, there were lots of lots of talks about what the five picks would be and which teams would have them. Uh, do you guys, what's your thoughts on those top five picks? And were you surprised there wasn't really as much movement there as kind of hyped up? Um, no, I wasn't surprised at all. Um... I kind of expected this order. Uh, you know, obviously, the Wolves was wrong about the number one overall pick. Uh, Vegas beat him, which is very rare. Um, he did. Uh, to to Woj's credit, he did shortly before the draft did tweet out Paulo Banchero is now just as likely for the first overall pick as um, who yeah. was the other guy. Uh, Jabari Smith. Uh, yeah, Jabari Smith. He was like, he's just as likely, but I, but I'm still hearing Smith. So it was like, so he, so, so just to give him some credit, because we like Woj, we don't like, uh, yeah. we don't like his NFL co- counterpart on this podcast. And fuck Shams oh, no. also. What? No, Shams. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shafe, I was talking about Schaefer, but okay. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Schefter. Schefter. Schaefer. Yeah. Schefter. Uh, the Pantero pick. Yeah. I, even though it was a surprise. To most, I kind of get it. I, I thought he showed out, re- had a really nice season at Duke, um, and they needed a power forward. The only question is, like, his, his shooting because Jabari Smith was shooting at crazy number. Um, so you kind of lose that with Pinchero uh, just a little bit. Um, but I understand he's still talented. Um, I'm glad Jet, Chet Holmgren went to the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder just so we have the thin towers now. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Oh, I've been calling them the thin white line. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good pick uh, um, just because the power forward position was already taken care of and they need to center. And obviously Chet Holgram was the best one. Uh, Jabari Smith, I think will team up nice. Um I know people are kind of shitting on the Kings pick with Keegan Murray, but they didn't need another guard. They didn't need help in their 
uh, front court, and I think Keegan Murray can do a pretty good job, and he's a pretty good fit from what I've seen. So I understand that. Um, and then I really like the Jaden Ivey pick. Uh, teaming him up with uh, Kate Cunningham is going to be really fun to watch for the uh, next couple of years. Yeah, I, I will say I am surprised because of, of this order because I was told repeatedly by multiple people, including Mitch, um, that it was going to be Jamari Smith, Chet Holgram, uh, Paulo Benchero, uh, and then Jaden Ivey and who uh, to whoever um, traded up for him. Um, and none of that happened. Um, the only thing was that Chet Holmgren did go number two. Uh, but um, so I like, think that was surprising, but I think that it does fit. Paulo Banchero, like usually power forwards from Duke play pretty well. Um, Jason Tatum, those guys do pretty well. Paulo Banchero uh, was talked about being the first overall pick for a while there. Um, I don't think that like he's he's a talented guy. He can do what, he, what you need for that team. Um, I look forward to his Lakers career. Um, it's I mean, he's I think he's going to do good. I, I do like what the magic have, have started to go in a direction. I like I like that direction they're going in, but I don't know if they'll maintain it because it's the magic. Um, OK, see, I don't know if they're actually going to be rebuilding now with Chet Holmgren, like if they finish doing it. Um, I have to wait and see what they do in the free agency. But like I I just don't want somebody like Chet Holmgren with his talent to go to an organization that like the last couple of years has just kind of traded away people in order to rebuild and never actually like finished rebuilding. Um, that's like my pro like, I, 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 I like the pick he's, he was the best uh, big man that you could have gotten a uh, stretch guy, very unicorn esque uh, without having to deal with the injuries. Hopefully um, uh, Jabari Smith. Uh, I mean, Rockets get the steal. He was supposed to be the first overall pick. He's now the third um, Keegan Murray. I mean, he's an Iowa product. I, I, Better than Garza, probably by a lot in terms of like actual NFL, NBA kind of talent. But I'm still kind of, I need to see how he plays. I need to see how the Kings try to develop a player because they haven't really done that. I mean, we can look at like, no, uh, we can look at like some of the guys that they've drafted over the years in that lottery top five, and none of them, except for maybe Deer and Fox, have really worked out for them. Um, and it's also because of well, like, didn't this... they draft and then trade Tyrese Halliburton like yeah. right at the NBA trade? He's pretty good. And Dave and Davion Mitchell from Baylor last year has shown some potential. So they, like, they've like, had a lot of misses, but they've done better. Yeah, yeah but they yeah. traded Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. He's no longer on the team, and they got Sabonis yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. So like, so like, that's part of it. Is like, you got some good guys, but I don't, I don't know. Like, again, I need, I need to see it. I need, like again, Keegan Murray's an okay player, but I need to see them use him. And I don't like you trading, uh, uh, drafting him over Jaden Ivy. Um, the Pistons over the last couple of years have done amazing work getting, getting Ivy, getting Luke, uh, Luca Groza, uh, and now, uh, and Kate Cunningham, a young core. They, before they had guys that were rookie player, uh, and the rookie, uh, all rookie team. Um, so it's a very, very good young core. They just traded Jamari Grant away though. Um, so that's part of it. One of their young core is now gone, but you still got a pretty solid guy to replace him. Um, so like, I, I think of the top five, all guys are, are good, but it's, again, it's, it's how you see the organization and how they develop and decide to use these guys. Uh, three of them, I think that can do really well. Two of them, I have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I, 
I like Paolo Banchero as a player. Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be able to match it very long. I don't think he's gonna turn the thing turn turn the ship around with the Orlando Magic because there's just not a lot that the Orlando Magic have going for them. Um, and and I don't know if Paolo Banchero is the guy to completely turn that around. Just as a franchise, really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Um, the uh, Chet Holmgren pick I absolutely love. I thought OKC hit this out of the park. OKC, with having, what, 23 first-round picks in the next, like, six drafts or something like that, just an absolutely insane amount. Well, they just lost two of them. You're right. They just lost two of them. But Chet Holmgren is a solid is a solid pickup. Him working with Josh Giddy is going to be – it's going to be a work in progress. Don't get me wrong. But it's going to be a work in progress I'm excited to watch. I think Chet Holmgren has a lot of upside to him. What I'm worried about with Chet Holmgren is that he's going to get really complacent on the offensive end and just become a three-point shooting center. And that's I, I that's my genuine fear for him. I, I, that could be something that the, uh, the Thunder end up needing. It could be a huge piece of that. But that's – I don't know. I, that's He just seems a little too – skinny to play true center in the NBA yeah. off, like to, to, to stay down in that, in that paint. And I think he'll do it on defense because he'll have to, but I think on offense, he's going to hang around that three point line as much as he can and attempt to crash the boards. And I, I just, I don't know, man, um, for the Rockets, Jabari Smith, that's that it knocks it out of the park. I love what the Rockets are doing uh, between last year's draft. You know, you traded Christian Woods. I get it, but you got a ton of value out of him. Um, Jabari Smith is going to be a solid, solid player. I'm going to get to the Keegan Murray pick later. Um, the Jay Nivey pick, I think is, I love what Detroit is doing. I was confused by them trading, uh, Jeremy Grant, right. To, uh, the trailblazers. I was, I was excited to see who they were going to pair with, uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, some of those other younger players, but I really like the Jay Nivey pick. Um, it, it went about as I expected it. Um, I agreed with Mitch, and I thought that Jabari Smith was going to go number one overall. But I think that Paolo Banchero to the Magic fits what they want to do better, and Jabari Smith to the Rockets fits what they want to do better. Like I just, I think it's a, I think the top three teams got exactly the guy that they wanted. Um, let's look at the rest of the draft here. We're not going to go down every pick, but outside of the top five, any other pick uh, really stand out to you guys? Uh, uh, as either a real head scratcher or as you think a really solid or sneaky move. Um, yeah, for head scratcher for me, um, I'm going to go all the way down to the first round and the Golden State Warriors picking up Patrick Baldwin. Um, I really didn't get it. Uh, he had a, a really bad uh, freshman year last year. This is a guy who was a top three recruit. Uh, he really didn't show much and he was injured a lot. And I really didn't understand taking him when uh, I feel like backup point guard for them is kind of a little bit of a need. And with Ty Ty Washington, uh, who showed out when he was healthy, still available on the board, I thought that would have been made more sense than taking the, a really disappointing wing in Patrick Baldwin. Um, but as far as a, a good pick outside of the lottery, um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, one of OKC's other picks in uh, Jalen Williams. Uh, Which one? Santa Clara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, out of Santa Clara. I think he, the, 
I kind of wanted him to fall to the Bucks, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, the dude's a really good wing, a really good shooter. Um, and with them already having Chet Holgram, um, I think they just add more offense and make this team a lot better. Uh, so those were my uh, picks outside of the uh, top five. Um, uh, the one I didn't like was Johnny Davis to Wizards. Um, and it has no, 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 it has (laughs) nothing. No, it has nothing to do with Johnny Davis as a player. It just has everything to do with the Wizards, uh, uh, roster already. And because a lot of the signs are pointing to the fact that they will be re-signing Bradley Beal. Now, if they don't, then this is an, an okay an okay draft pick and it gives you some a really good guy but if you re-sign bradley bill then you're basically just getting the exact same player johnny davis is a really good player but they both excel at the same kind of thing which is uh which is off uh like off dribble shooting um versus like you have a lot of other positions of need at that point uh so you should have you could have invested somebody else johnny davis is a great player very worth the top 10 pick um nothing against him but it, it's more of a, a what Washington needs versus what they have or will have um, and how it's looking in the future. Um, I have to give a shout out to Bryce McGowan's going to uh, Charlotte. He's a home. He's a Charlotte. He is a, a Carolina native. So going to Charlotte is he grew, oh, up, two cool. hours, he grew up two hours away from the stadium. Um, that's awesome for him. This is also the first time that three Nebraska players have been drafted in four years since the 80s. Um, and the first time that back-to-back Nebraska players have been drafted since 98 and 99. So since I've been alive. Um, the uh, In terms of like some other just kind of... Um, I, I think... Like I like I like the EJ Liddell pick to New Orleans. I think that he has the potential of being sneaky good for them. Um Again, with the in a young roster that needs some rotation players, EJ Liddell can fit in there. Um, I I don't know, like I can get it. Like a lot of my other thing has to just do with the the trades that happen. Um, so I'll just talk about it when we get there. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, the one guy I want to talk about, you guys haven't. Uh, pick number twenty-one going to the Denver Nuggets, Christian Bond out of Kansas, uh, or Braun. I'm sorry, out of Kansas. Um, this, this dude was instrumental in Kansas winning the national championship. And to me, he's at least on the college level, he's a, he's a positionless player. He played, played four positions almost seamlessly for Kansas. Um, shot about 39% from the three-point line. To me, he has a Grant Williams type vibe for the Nuggets, right? This is a Nuggets team that's expected to have Michael Porter Jr. back 100% healthy. He's expected to have Jamal Murray back 100% healthy. Christian Bond isn't going to have – like he's not going to be a sharpshooter um, or anything like that. But Christian Bond is a solid defensive rim protector. He was Kansas's best rim protector last year, and he's a solid rebounder. If he can get really good on the defensive end, um, he's going to get a couple of shots on the offensive end. And and that's what we kind of talked about with the Nuggets, was that, like, yeah, I understand that your superstars are going to be back, but you needed those other guys to step up. And I think Christian Braun is another guy who can step up. I think that he can get you – 10 points and six or seven rebounds. If you give him a solid amount of minutes, he's an extremely effective passer in my opinion, um, but he's got issues ball handling. Um, he's got a very slow three point release. That's going to slow him down offensively. But I think if he gets good on the defensive end, he can, he can carve out a Grant Williams uh, niche. Cause if I'm not mistaken, both of them are six, six. Um, and Grant Williams is he's, he's a very solid defensive player. Um, I think Christian Braun can be that for, for the Nuggets. I absolutely love that pick by them. 
Um, Skyler brought up the trades here. Skyler, why don't you talk about some of the trades that occurred? Okay. We'll talk about what happened with the Knicks. We'll, t- well, let's just talk about it all. So the big one is the Knicks is the four is the four team one that we have between the Knicks, the Pistons, uh, the Hornets, and the Thunder. The Knicks got uh, uh, two twenty uh, twenty three picks uh, from Oklahoma City, one from Detroit, one from Washington. Uh, both are lottery protected. So the idea that Detroit and Washington, if both of those finish within Detroit, if they finish within the top eight, uh, the bottom eighteen. Washington, if they're basically a lottery pick, um, they won't get those next year. Uh, the other one is a 2025 pick from Milwaukee that's top four protected, so they should get that at that time um, because it is Milwaukee, um, and they I don't expect them falling within the top four anytime soon. The Detroit Pistons got Jalen Duran, who is the number 13 overall pick, in, um, and Kemba Walker. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets get a 2023 first round pick uh, from Denver via Oklahoma City and New York, which is a lottery protected pick. They also get three 2023 second round picks via New York, Utah, and Dallas, and then a 2024 second round pick from New York and Oklahoma City. I got Osumain Os- Diang with a number 11 pick overall in 2022. So there you have it. <laughs> um, just an absolute clusterfuck of trades. Um, uh, you know, the Kemba Walker experiment ends pretty quickly uh, with the New York Knicks, which is not surprising um, given the fact that the Knicks just were not coming off of a, a, a playoff a year last year. Just absolutely nothing this last season. Um, but anything in regards to those trades that you guys want to talk about? Um, yeah, I think when it comes to the Knicks, I know a lot of Knicks fans are like pretty upset that they didn't get anybody and that kind of stuff. But I would say that, um, I think New York did a pretty decent job just because they were able to, uh, get rid of a lot of cap. So now from what I've been hearing a lot is they're trying to go after Jalen Brunson and like everybody who's ever met Jalen Brunson, including his own dad is like either on staff or or within the organization in New York. So that's what they really want. And then there's also a possibility they'd be going after a guy like Kyrie. So you got to think about that. And they did pick up a bunch of uh, first round picks uh, in this trade. So I think they set themselves up uh, pretty nicely. Um, So that's what I think of uh, New York's move on it. I, so I have a couple problems. New York, I do like that they're actually focusing towards the draft instead of trying to get big ticket free agents to come t- play for them when nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Um, but my problem is, is that most likely you're not going to like you. You got these picks to hopefully use them next year, but you're most likely not going to see them because I don't think Washington, like I said, I don't think Washington or Detroit is not going to finish as a lottery pick next year. So you're not going to see either one of those, but you'll get them the year you'll get them in 2024 as an unprotected pick but then you're pushing it a year, another year forward. Um, so you're not going to see three of these picks for at least two years. Hope like, and that's, that's just my prediction. Um, and then like, I, I don't think that uh, Diang like trading him away was that bad. Like, I think that you, you're, you're okay without him as of right now. Cause you do have the cap space. You can get some, uh, some veterans to come into play. Um, 
my other thing is Oklahoma City traded away three first round picks for Dieng, um, which I don't like. I I don't think it's a smart move from OKC. The problems that I was like I talked about, <laughs> like I have a problem with how Oklahoma City roster builds on how they do different things. You traded away three different first round picks for Diang. And like he could be a very good player for you. Um he uh he has been able to play he played point guard before becoming six ten. Like he he can play the two, three or four. He's got a lot of fluidity. He can play a lot of different positions. Um but like he he struggled moving he, when he was in France, he struggled going from France to New Zealand basketball, and now he's going from New Zealand basketball to the NBA. So, like, like again, very talented player. Very good at what he does. But you're probably not going to get anything from him immediately. Um, and there are other players that you probably could have gotten some immediate impact. And the fact that you were drafting 12, too, because I, I do think Diang would have been available at 12. Um and again, I get it because the Knicks technically drafted him. Like, there's all of that. You wanted the player. He can be a developmental piece. But again, it just kind of goes into the philosophy of the Thunder that I have a problem with, which is that they always seem like they're rebuilding and they're never finding a time to stop and just kind of play because they've had times where they had to fire Billy Donovan because he was winning too many games. You traded away Chris Paul because he was winning you too many games. You, uh, um, Paul George. Paul George, trade to Paul George because he was winning you too many games. Uh, you you already ruined the careers. You, you you had three future MVPs on your team and got nothing from it. No rings, nothing. So I don't trust OKC as an organization and it's moves like this that continues my mistrust of them. Um, I don't really like... I don't really have anything on the trades um, in all honesty. NBA trades are, are fickle at best um, when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I think we'd all agree that outside of the top three picks, there was a pretty large drop in talent um, that, that to me makes a lot of this stuff. Um, it makes it interesting to see like what the Knicks are going to do, where Kemba Walker is going to go. That's huge. Cause at first, when I first saw Kemba Walker to Detroit, I was like, Oh, that could be, Interesting. I understand he's not going to play for them. I get it. Uh, Jay Divey is a solid player. Uh, but the the one trade I wanted to talk about was uh, the Sixers-Grizzlies trade. Uh, Christian oh. Rowdy and Danny Green going to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies for D'Anthony Melton going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I get why the Grizzlies did it. It was a hell of a log jam that they had like that wing position. I'm starting to kind of look like the Celtics roster from a couple of years ago. Um, but it, I, I really thought Melton had a, had a bright future as a, as a role player there. Um, I like the kid a lot. I think that the, the 76ers actually got good value for the pick. Um, they got rid of Danny Green, who had one good playoff game, but just he's not the guy who broke the three-point record in the, in the NBA Finals all those years ago. Um, and he has a torn ACL. He's got a torn ACL. Um, he's going to come back from that. I believe it. He's, he's a sharpshooter at best, um, but he's not a starter anymore. Um, but I really like the Grizzlies getting David Rowdy, um, or Rowdy. Um, I 
I like that pick. This dude, he played, he's a 6'6", 250, 260-or-so pounds. He gets quite a few minutes at center, but he can play point guard. This is a Grizzlies team that you kind of, you've seen wants to go a little bit smaller. They feel comfortable in who they have in terms of big men, and they want to go a little bit smaller, but I don't think they're willing to sacrifice uh, rebounding and uh, passing ability to do so. I think David Roddy's a really solid, I think that's a, that's a kind of, one of the few win-win trades of this draft, in my opinion. Um, but let's talk about just winners and losers. Uh, Mitch, any uh, – who do you think was the draft's biggest winner? Who do you think was the draft's biggest loser? Uh, for me, I think the biggest winner is the Detroit Pistons. Um, I really like what they're able to do. Uh, obviously, like I said before, Jaden, Ivy, and Kate coming in are going to be a really fun combo um, in that uh, backcourt. And then getting Jalen Duren to be your center – um, they've really solved every position but power forward, but they have the most cap space this year. And there's a guy at power forward who's young who fits his timeline in Miles Bridges. So if you're able to get him, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Miles Bridges, and Jalen Duran, I think that could at least get you into the playoff tournament. Um, so I really liked what they did, and I think they were really knocked out of the part to get themselves back on track. Um, as far as like the draft. The loser, um, I'd probably just say Sacramento, just because they just have a history of really, uh, really missing with their picks. Um, I don't. I think Keegan Murray is a decent player, but he's drafted by the Kings, and they just seem to taint everybody except uh, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. So that would probably be my loser. Okay. Um. I love. I absolutely love what um, Detroit did. Uh, one second, I have to pull up something. God damn. Uh, I had my list here and it went away. Um, okay. Um, I I really liked what the Rockets did. Um, I I I mean, getting not only getting Jamari Smith. Um, but you also got Tyra Eason at 17. Um, and you you have uh like you got Ty Ty and you got Ty Ty Washington, which is uh, a, p- a player that Mitch was already saying was available, like looked good when he was healthy at 29. So you get some good players, like you get the LSU, like the LSU kid out of Exodus, you get Jabari Smith, who was who we all agreed was was going to be the first overall pick and decided and then fell to three. Um, you get that talent who could be a rookie of the year talent immediately. Um, and you're, and like Brady, you had said, now you have a very, very good young core and put the Rockets in a much better position than they have been since uh, Paul, uh, uh, Chris Paul and James, Harden Chris, yeah, Chris Paul and, and, and James Harden were on the roster. Uh, like you, you've overturned this roster and made it so much better. It looks good. Like you're, you're starting to develop young, good players and putting yourself in a position where you're not relying on the analytics of the Mike D'Antoni era, era and more of like surefire players that can help you. I do worry about Ty Ty Washington's uh, health. You're hope, hopefully he can continue to play for you. Uh, um, and it doesn't have that injury bug persist, but getting Jabari Smith and getting the guy out of LSU definitely puts you in a good in a good space forward. I like when NBA teams use multiple picks uh, effectively. Like it's not like it's the same with the NFL. It's like if you're able to get positions of need and players that can impact your roster almost immediately if healthy, 
then you're doing good. The fact that they got three first round players that could all help them almost immediately. That, that, that's good. Cause Detroit, Detroit was my surefire winner, but uh, Rockets are my close second. Uh, do you have a loser? A uh, loser. Uh, wow. Um, I mean, it's not, it's okay. It's, it's, it's the Knicks really. Like as much as I do like the way that they went in again, you're probably not like you traded away your first round pick for three future first round picks that, you know, but that are good, but you're probably not going to see two of them next year. And so you're probably not going to, and then the other one you're not going to get until 2025. And that will, that will be one that you'll get that year. Cause again, I don't see, unless something drastic happens, like with the Warriors, um, I don't see Milwaukee being a top four pick, being yeah. in that position for a top four pick in 2025. It's like, you're not seeing it. So you got almost nothing for immediately and you need that and you're relying on being able to either get Jalen Brunson or Kyrie Irving in in free agency and again you have had a problem in being able to bring big free agents to your organization already at one point you were supposed to have Zion uh Katie and Kyrie like that was talked about as a future big three for the Knicks and then you didn't get it um you get any of them (laughs) <laughs> you didn't get any of it. Yeah. So now you're trying to recruit Kyrie again. Um, and I, I, I just think Kyrie's done. Uh, so like, that's like, he's not done, but like, I don't see worth doing it. Jalen Brunson a little bit more, but like you're relying on again, getting some kind of big player this off this free agency to fill the need of what would have been your 11th overall pick um, where you could have just drafted someone that could have helped you in that position. Um, again, it's 11. So it's not immediately, but it could have helped you somewhat. Um, yeah, so my easy loser is, is the Kings. Um, and it's not because I don't like the Keegan Murray pick. I actually, I actually like the Keegan Murray pick. But listen, man, <clears throat> how you didn't squeeze Detroit or anybody out at four makes no sense to me, right? We talked about, remember a couple years ago when it was Mitch Trubisky <clears throat> looking to get drafted? Niners were at two, Bears were at three. We all knew the Bears were going to trade up because the Niners made enough of a stink about maybe possibly kind of thinking of maybe going after Mitch Trubisky that they ended up getting a haul from it and really kind of set the Bears off under not sound footing for the beginning of the Mitchell Trubisky era there. Um, and giving and giving San Francisco the picks and the players that helped them reach a Super Bowl and a conference championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um the, the Pistons wanted Jaden Ivey bad enough. They absolutely wanted it bad enough. If the Kings had made a big enough stink, if they had showed enough of an interest, and don't get me wrong, they didn't necessarily need depth at guard, but Jaden Ivey could have been a huge piece for them, right? You traded Tyrese Halliburton. Um, they could have gotten a solid amount of picks and bench players in production out of the Detroit Pistons to move back to five. And I think that Keegan Murray probably would have been there at like six or seven where they could have moved back even further. This, to me just feels like when the Kings decided to take Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic or Trey Young, right? If the rest of the league says one thing and the Kings go the other way, it's about a, I'm about 99% confident that the Kings have gotten that one wrong. And the majority of the league had uh, Jaden Ivey being, being better for better overall, and maybe even better for the Kings than, uh, than Keegan Martin. So for me, for me, 
The Kings are the losers. 16-year longest playoff drought. You haven't won a series since, I think, 2002. Um, it, it's just hard to see the direction that this team is going in. Um, I don't feel like they traded for uh, Domitas Spomas, but he, I don't think he's going to be on roster through this year. I think he's going to end up being traded again. Um, you have De'Aaron Fox, but it's just, it's really hard for me to think about which way the Kings are, are going on top of that. Keegan Murray from stuff I've been hearing doesn't even indicate he wants to play for Sac- Sacramento. So we'll see how that whole, that ends up working out. Um, my winner kind of surprised me because they were my loser last year uh, actually goes to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they ended up with the number six overall pick and one of my biggest kind of issues with the Pacers last year when they drafted Chris Duarte was I didn't understand the direction this team was going in, but the Kings trade where they sent Sabonis out and picked up Tyrese Halliburton, who I think could be a cornerstone piece for them. When you add on the Benedict Mathurin pick, who's a guy that I, I very much liked, um, <clears throat> it makes sense. This team is, I think they're going to be the slowest team in basketball, but um I know I, I feel like this team has a really solid young roster. You've got Malcolm Brogdon, um, former rookie of the year, Tyrese Halliburton, who I think is a fantastic young player, Miles Turner, still Buddy Heald, Chris Duarte, and now you're adding um, a 6'9 uh, forward in uh, Benedict Mathurin um, out of uh, Arizona there. Or sorry, 6'6, six, six, I apologize. 6'6 um, six, six small forward. Um, I, I really like the way this team is working. I want to see him work on this defense, uh, but I the, the Pacers – Pick really kind of surprised me. I think that this had, they have a, a nice young core, lots of guys who are on roster. I don't think they have ridiculous contracts. Um, and, and they've, they've positioned themselves to make a run towards the lower end of the playoff bracket next year, um, which is not something that I can say about them uh, last season. Uh, so yeah, my winner is going to go to the, uh, the Indiana Pacers. My loser goes to the Kings there. Um, any last thoughts on the draft here, gentlemen, before we wrap up our uh, draft recap? Uh, I would say like uh run up for me for biggest losers by the Lakers, just because of how like desperate they need like talent and they can't even get it through the draft. And but again, like, eventually they'll get Banchero. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they get a second round pick uh, uh for like trading, and then they pick a guy who and Max Christie who shot thirty two percent from three, and they need more three point shooting. So I don't get that at all. I mean, it's just it, – it was kind of weird to see, like, the two teams that were known for, like – and specifically the last, like, couple of years for, like, drafting, developing, and producing great talent. Golden State and Boston not really have much of a draft presence um, this time. I mean, Golden State had three picks, but they only had the first the, – the one first-round pick. They had two second-round picks, um, which they turned into some okay players. But it's, like, again, two player two teams that were – are known for doing that, not really uh, uh, doing it this year. It was just, it was interesting to see. Um, I am interested to see um, if the level of um, the quality of draft picks that we're used to getting from them are going to continue to, is, is going to continue. Like Mitch said, he already has concerns about the the, the first round pick from Golden State. Um, I haven't really looked into the guy that Boston got, but like there's, there's something, like there's things that, like, are they going to produce into um, quality players or are they going to be guys that are later used as um, additions to a trade? Um, yeah, so that's that's our episode there. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. We're continuing with our, our uh, team previews across the NFL world. 
Um, hockey is uh, wrapping up here. I think game four is tonight, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. Right now. Uh, it's going on right now. Baseball is continuing to heat up. Uh, college football is right around the corner. Arch Manning, number one, uh, I think. Well, was he the number one overall recruit? Yeah, he was the number yeah, one, number one overall recruit. Decided to go to Texas to go play uh, quarterback. So Quinn Ewers better watch the fuck out. Um, uh, we have uh, so college football is right around uh, the corner here. Pro football training camp is starting up here pretty soon. Um, yeah, we've got we've got lots of things across the sports world. We're going to cover for you guys. We appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, follow us on everything and email us your guys' thoughts for string sp at gmail.com. That is f o u r t h string sp at gmail.com. Thank you and have a fantastic night.